people want to see those hu human elements within people because it makes you more relatable, it makes you more uh, easier to talk to, approachable, and so forth. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of In the Den. Today, I am joined by branding expert and author, Leonard Kim. Leonard, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, CJ. Thank you so much. I'm looking over this list of your skill sets, your qualifications. You are one busy guy. If you don't mind, let me just kind of toot your horn for a second. Sure. All right. So, Leonard, you are the managing partner of Influence Trade, a brand accelerator dedicated to helping individuals and businesses build up their brand. You're also responsible for the digital strategy of Advisor Check. And in addition to that, you serve as a keynote speaker and regularly contribute to your blog, Leonard Kim. That is a laundry list of things going on. How do you manage it all? Oh, um, it usually ends up happening when you kind of get into the routine of things and you're able to start to build up the team. You have a lot of people who are working to help contribute to those actions. So you're able to extend yourself a bit further. But it does take a little bit of practice to kind of get into it at the beginning to kind of get into that groove of getting everything to work. But as time goes by, it kind of like falls naturally. Well, give us your elevator pitch, the Leonard Kim pitch. Tell us all about yourself and what you do and how you help businesses. Sure. So most people, when they're looking uh, for going out to, to grow, what they're looking at is their whole landscape and they want to accelerate to a path where a lot of people are able to go and find them, discover them, fall in love with them and start using their services. So what I kind of do is basically that I help a brand go out there and incorporate the people within that brand to go at the forefront. So it's a lot more relatable. It's easier to build trust, likability, and respect with other people and also get people to go and do business with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we have partners that do a lot of branding for businesses, but your focus is more on the individuals inside of that business. So if I'm just getting started, what are some of the most important steps and the basic things that I should be doing or need to do to get started? Sure. So I think a lot of people, what they do is they kind of focus on that company brand. And what ends up happening is you're kind of stuck inside the box. There's a limited amount of things that you can talk about. Um, you have to get people to fall in love with your logo and your message, which is extremely hard. But when you flip this uh, situation around and you put the person in the forefront of everything, uh, we have our own friends. We're able to go out there and build connections. And we have different aspects about ourselves that are quirky or likable. And by going out there and displaying those, what we're able to do is uh, put our brand on a fast track. So we leave with ourselves and the brand follows behind us. And this doesn't just happen with a small organization. Let's say you have an organization with like 5,000 people. When I used to work at the University of Southern California, their medical enterprise, we had 650 doctors. So we built all those brands up and we had 650 different people out there haloing the brand of the corporate brand while the corporate brand haloed all those up. And when we went through some tough times, like... Um, I don't know if you read the news or anything, but we had some rough times in the news, like because our brand was so spread out into so many different stakeholders, like it looked like we took a hit, but we didn't really take a hit internally at all, which is kind of amazing because we had so much of our brand spread out into so many different people in the organization. That's great. And and just to that point, that segues into my next uh, conversation topic, which is really when should a business start to consider this? There's definitely an investment. Anytime you talk about branding, you're essentially talking about a form of marketing. When should a business consider having the branding for their individuals done? 
Well, if you really look at the analytics for any type of company, let's say you're hopping into like Cisco, which is a global 50 company, uh, a huge IoT leader um, <clears throat> making revolutions in tech, they'll go and put out a blog post and maybe two to 300 people will see that post. And the reason for that is when people read Cisco in that headline, what they automatically do is they associate what they already think about Cisco into that piece of content. And a lot of companies with legacy brands fall fall within this problem, like IBM and all the other ones that came before, Microsoft and so forth. So um, that preconceived notion is already built in. Um, with some new brands, that preconceived notion isn't there, but the trust isn't there either. So what we usually do is, right now would be the perfect time to do it for any type of company, especially if they haven't done it already. It gives you an edge. It gives you more personability to go out there and build connections because um if you think about it, like you see a Nike symbol, it's a swoosh, like building affinity towards that symbol can be extremely difficult. However, once you see the athletes start to wear it and so forth, that's when you really go and gravitate towards it. And if you look at what like Nike is doing now is they're going to like K-Town Run Club and getting the individuals in each location because in this new influencer society, anyone out there could become the face of something. Yeah, I feel like we should be plugging the movie Air right now, right? <laughs> right? That movie's coming out here shortly if it's not already in theaters. Um, but one of my favorite things about branding is the storytelling aspect. That's actually one of the things that I speak to when I attend conferences and things like that. And storytelling is a very important part of marketing. And when we've talked about it on the show previously, we've talked about it in telling the story about a business, right? And and what the business message is, what the business's goal is, and, and why, why they are out there doing what they do. But that's super important for the business owner or individuals inside of that. Um, can you talk a little bit about how storytelling goes into the individual brand building? So it's an essential component of it, because what we're doing is if we look at our lives, I'm 38 years old, so I have 38 years of different experiences that I could go and pull from. A lot of people will stick to just their professional life, but then you only limit yourself to people who care about the professional background as well. So if you have a consumer facing brand and you're going back to when you were in seventh grade and you were at dinner with your family and you have a relatable experience and you're telling that story, someone else would be like, wow, my family was raised the same way. We did the same things. And if they fall in within your client mix, that could potentially be a new client as well. So with the storytelling, it expands the amount of different types of stories that you can tell. Um, first, you want to have the most important story you want to tell is your bio. And that's where I was, what I saw, where, what I did and where I am today. And it kind of encompasses a lot from childhood, how you were raised, the different hobbies you had, everything that kind of makes you uniquely you and presents that in a place where people get to not only know, like and trust you, but get to fall in love with you, too, because those storytelling elements that you kind of incorporate into there, it's a huge uh, area encompass from college experiences, which many people have uh, had, high school experiences, which next to everyone had, uh, being raised by parents. If you're um, of a different uh, color ethnicity, then those experiences could relate to other people who uh, fall within that same background. And those unique experiences, we think they're unique, but they're not. Like it's it's a pretty universal experience that a lot of people have had as well. Yeah, and it can actually, and I think people have experienced this before, but they haven't been able to actually identify that that this is the experience they had. But choosing a brand because you can relate to the founder, the owner, an individual 
the brand ambassador or whoever it may be, like, you know, just that difference. You see an athlete wearing Nike and maybe you wore Adidas before that, but you believe in that athlete and you really like, and you start to buy Nike because of it. Um, so if I were to hire you and say, okay, uh, Leonard, it's time. I, you know, put me out there. What are some of the things you tackle first? Is it that bio and background like you just mentioned, or are there other pieces that need to be tackled ahead of telling your your full bio? So the first thing that I would do is if we were sitting together is I hop on an hour call, much like this, and record the conversation. I'd be like, so tell me about your life. I want to know about early childhood, uh, how your parents raised you, any memorable session. <laughs> Basically an entire therapy session. I'd be like, lead me all the way up to where you are today. And then I just let you talk for an hour. And whatever comes up is probably the most essential information because it's coming uh, top of mind. Now, some people would just free flow this out. And sometimes it might take an hour and a half or two hours. Other people might have a little bit of struggles within like the five to 10 minute points. They'll have to ask some guiding questions along the way to kind of get more of the details out. But usually you get a comprehensive look on one's life. And a lot of people, what they normally do is they'll do the strategy first, then maybe a bio or some other ancillary content afterwards. But if you get the bio done first and then you look at the strategy of what the business is and what it's doing, it's easier to figure out what to extract out and what directions to go in because you have your relatable points. Like let's say, for example, in college, you had a discovery that you wanted to go out there and cure cancer. Like that moment right there, if you were um, in the medical field or in bioscience or something, then that would be a good uh, point to go and drive out the message uh, onward. But if you're not really doing that bio and you're trying to wing that story together, it might not come out as naturally as when you have that whole picture put together. And so I, I appreciate that. And I know that our audience understands the importance of branding, right? We have some great partners. We do a lot of stuff here to help them with, with branding. But for the final roar, I want to touch on something that I believe may be an obstacle that you face on a regular basis. And that's when people find it difficult to be their authentic self. So when we're trying to put that story out there, when we're trying to tell the, the whole story of who we are, what we do, and how we ended up where we are. What do you deal with or how do you help coach someone who is reluctant to be their authentic self or when you can tell that they're kind of faking it a little bit because they want to tell the best story versus the true full story? So a lot of people out there think that the negative experiences in their life cause people to go out there, judge them, mock them, ridicule them, and so forth. But if you think about it, like um, I had a friend, um, his uh, wife had a miscarriage. And they shared that experience. And a lot of people came out and showed support in that situation and shared their um, experiences of going through the same thing. Um, back when I was like 27, 26, something in that range, like when I lost my job and I had like no hope for the future, I thought that I, I thought there was no way out of it. And I tried to put on a mask. I tried to go out there and look better than I was. I told everyone that everything was fine. But I moved back into uh, in with my grandmother after not playing paying rent for about six months. And I was like showering in the dark and I had to take my microwave and put it out into the uh, hallway to microwave because I haven't like this. <laughs> So um, like when my friends would ask, um, when are you coming to hang out? I like make up an excuse. Then one day I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. I just got to tell them. So I told my friends and I thought they would like mock me, judge me, really kill me, laugh at me, stopping my friend or something. But instead of like, oh, that's your situation. You're in? I'll come pick you up. And then like 
They're coming out of woodworks. They're showing compassion, empathy, and so forth. And they're helping you along the way. And that same thing happens when people go out there and become their authentic selves. Because it's not just the good you're showing. It's also including the bad, a little bit of the ugly as well. And it's a more comprehensive look. Like, if you think about it, like, if you've ever seen a speaker get up on stage, they're perfect, their hair is done immaculately, they have, like, maybe a $5,000 suit on, they look absolutely perfect, they're talking flawlessly, you're just sitting there and going, I can never be that person, that's not someone I could ever be, that's not someone I even connect with, and that whatever message that person has, oftentimes gets overlooked because the person in the audience can't relate to them. However, you see someone going out there, um, you've heard situations where someone might trip while they're going to pick up their Academy Award or something like that. And then next thing you know, they're front and center of all the tabloids. They're getting talked about everywhere. Like people want to see those human elements within people because it makes you more relatable. It makes you more uh, easier to talk to, approachable and so forth. And people could see themselves in you. So when people find that difficulty, it's usually when they're working on a piece themselves, the best thing to do is bring in an expert to kind of help them work with that message because um, the worst thing to ever happen is, I've heard this happen a lot, where let's say someone goes to an event, they meet someone else, and they're like, that person wasn't anything like they were on life. Like, imagine that. Imagine that kind of disconnect when you're going out there and doing business. Having that as opposed to, oh, yeah, that's Leonard. Leonard, how he's online is exactly how he is in person. Like that is what you kind of want because that's what drives business. That's what gets you the leads. That's what grows uh, your social following and everything as well and builds your authority in your space. And and the funny thing is, is as you were mentioning that speaker who's completely flawless, they were probably having a breakdown in their car on the way there, yeah. fighting with their significant other or dealing with children issues. And they, you know, they pulled it together because they feel like that's the version of themselves that needs to be seen. So hopefully, you know, over time, people can get much more comfortable being their authentic self. We actually have a client just to kind of share how people can turn a negative into a positive. He lost a child due to carbon monoxide poisoning many, many years ago. And instead of allowing that to dictate you know, his future, he actually raises money to purchase carbon uh, monoxide detectors for the community so that no one else has to fear experiencing the same thing that he did. And so it not only allows him to give to a cause that's close to his heart, it connects him with the community and it makes people inside of that community want to do business with him. So I, I definitely agree. And hopefully that's the one piece that aud- the audience can take away from our session today is just being comfortable with your authentic self, being willing to build your personal brand online, show people who you are and why you do what you do. Well, I appreciate you being on with us today, Leonard, and hopefully we'll be able to have you on again. To everybody out there, join us for another episode of The Den next week. But we really appreciate it, Leonard. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody.